At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back here with you on The Look Ahead. Scott Seidenberg here. You follow on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We have uh, exciting football action coming for you all weekend long. It's it's these games in November that are just fantastic because you know you have football all week long. It's it's we've had football every day for the past two weeks. It's fantastic with action games on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and NFL games and college games on Thursday, college games on Friday and Saturday, and the NFL on Sunday and Monday. It's just nonstop football every single night of the week. And uh, Friday night, no. Exception, as we will have another college game featuring, well, there's multiple ones, but you have a game featuring a top 25 program. And that's going to be number five Cincinnati going on the road to take on South Florida. Cincinnati's in a very interesting spot because, yes, they are number five right now in the college football playoff rankings. And there's still a belief out there that they can get into the playoff. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now that it's not going to happen unless a whole lot of chaos happens ahead of them. Current odds right now to make the playoffs for Cincinnati. No is minus 370. The yes is plus 280. Cincinnati needs a lot to happen for them to make the playoff. They first are going to need to win out. And that's not a foregone conclusion. It was assumed 
that they were going to win out. But I'll tell you right now, that's not a foregone conclusion. They play at South Florida, coming up here Friday night, where they are 23-point favorites. They should win that game. Now, I think there's a chance that South Florida could actually cover, but Cincinnati should easily win that game. But then they play SMU. And that was supposed to be this matchup of undefeated teams. And SMU has dropped two straight now. But they're still a very talented offensive team. And they could put a scare into Cincinnati. It's not an easy game. And then at East Carolina could be a sneaky spot. Because at that point, if Cincinnati is still undefeated, they are looking ahead to the AAC championship game against likely opponent Houston. And I've said this every single night this week on the show, is that I promise you I will be betting Houston in that AAC championship game. Houston's going to blow out Temple on Saturday to improve to 9-1. Then they have a home game against Memphis that they're going to be very focused for because that's their last battle of the season before taking on Cincinnati. And then after they beat up on after they beat Memphis, they're going to blow out UConn in a game where they'll be 24, 28 point, 26 point favorite, something like that. So they're going to be a 9, 10, 11 and 1 team having won 11 straight games. I don't even know if they're going to be in the top 25. They're 17th right now in the AP poll, but they're not in the college football playoff top 25. And Houston could very easily beat Cincinnati in that championship game. So I'm telling you right now, it's not a foregone conclusion that Cincinnati goes undefeated. But should they go undefeated and finish the year 12-0, right? Well, actually, it would be uh, 10, 11, 12. It would be 13-0 after winning the American uh, championship. Still not guaranteed a spot in the playoff. What they'll need to happen, in addition to being 13-0, is they'll need Georgia to beat Alabama, which could happen, could absolutely happen. They'll need Georgia to beat Alabama. They're going to need Oregon to lose, which could happen. And they're going to need probably... uh, I'd say maybe Oklahoma to lose. They're going to need help. And wouldn't you imagine, like, there could be a chaos scenario where the college football playoff, and imagine this, and I don't know what the ratings would be. I mean, the ratings are always ratings, but a chaos scenario where the college football playoff is Georgia number one, Cincinnati number two, Notre Dame number three, and Oklahoma State number four. Like that would be the ultimate chaos scenario. (laughs) Could you imagine that? If Cincinnati and Notre Dame both get into the college football playoff because let's say Wisconsin winds up winning the Big Ten. Okay. So Wisconsin wins the Big Ten. They're not getting in to the college football playoff but that eliminates Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State, right? Um, Oklahoma loses twice 
to Oklahoma State. Well, that would put Oklahoma State into the college football playoff. And then it would eliminate Oklahoma, obviously. And then let's say Oregon loses to Utah. And there could be a, a, a chance where it's Notre Dame and Cincinnati into the college football playoff, which would be ridiculous. But anyway, I don't think it's going to happen. It's It would require a bunch of chaos. But Cincinnati, it's not a foregone conclusion. Forget about the college football playoff. Forget about the chaos scenario for them to get in. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that they go undefeated. And I'm not saying that they're going to lose to South Florida, but there might be a, there's going to be a hiccup on this schedule. They're, they're either going to lose to SMU in the regular season in a game that they shouldn't lose, or they're going to lose to Houston in the American Championship game. But I think that Cincinnati is going to play, play themselves out of this conversation to be the undefeated American champion here and get into the college football playoff. And even if they do finish the season out undefeated, they're still not getting in, like I said, unless there's that chaos scenario that plays out. There's a lot that's going to be determined over the next couple of weeks to get teams into the college football playoff. I think the only thing that we know for certain is that Georgia is in. Georgia's got three games left. They're at Tennessee, where they're double-digit favorites. They're home against Charleston Southern, and then at Georgia Tech. They're not losing any of those three games. It would be a historic, colossal upset if they lost any of these last three games. Assuming that they win these next three, they're in the college football playoff no matter what. And that's why their odds to make the college football playoff right now, the yes is minus 2,000. They're in. What I think is really interesting is Alabama's odds. You see, Alabama's odds right now to make the college football playoff is minus 120 on the yes. And it's even money plus 100 on the no. The reason why this is so interesting to me is because I only see one way for Alabama to get into the college football playoff. And that's obviously by winning the next three games against New Mexico State, Arkansas, and Auburn. But it's by beating Georgia in the SEC championship game. Because I don't see Alabama losing to Georgia and still getting in. Because that would require a chaotic scenario. A chaos scenario like the one I'm talking about for Cincinnati. But even if that's the case... Think about this. You would put a one-loss Notre Dame team in over a two-loss Alabama team with Notre Dame's only loss being to undefeated Cincinnati. You see, Alabama, no two-loss team has ever made the college football playoff. Now, if there was to be a first time ever for a college football two-loss team to make the playoff, it would be Alabama. I, I get that. But it would have to be with a chaos scenario in order for that to happen. And frankly, I just really don't see it. I don't see it unless, you know, we're talking several, several games losing out. But here's why it's all interesting to me. 
is because Alabama, when they play against Georgia in the SEC championship game, is going to be a small underdog. And so by having Alabama in that game as a small underdog, you're getting them at plus money to make the to make the college football playoff. And right now, their odds to make the college football playoff are minus 120. Georgia in the game versus Alabama will be minus 130, minus 140, something like that. And so, if that's the case, then you could bet on Alabama to miss the college football playoff at plus 100 instead of betting on Georgia to win that game. Because you're going to get better odds for the same exact scenario. You'll get better odds on Alabama, or excuse me, on Georgia to win that game. You're going to get better odds just by betting Alabama to not make the college football playoff, if if that makes sense. Because Georgia's going to be probably a field goal favorite in that game. We'll get into more college football coming up. Uh, we'll hear from Chris Andrews, the uh, bookmaker over at the South Point, earlier here on VEASAN, plus Pete Futak from College Football News will join the program coming up about 20 minutes or so from now. I'm Scott Seidenberg here on VEASAN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Today's episode of the Ron Flatter Racing Pod features a look back at the Breeders' Cup with Horse Racing Nation's Ed DeRosa. Kate Hunter recruited the horses from Japan, who won two of last weekend's championships, and she will talk about her role. Subscribe for free right now at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher, or download it tomorrow morning at slash podcast. The Ron Flatter Racing Pod is sponsored by First Bet. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VCN, the sports betting network. Uh, it's an important time in college football. Uh, our guest, uh, you know, Chris Landry, who joins me each and every week here Wednesday nights. Uh, you heard him last night on the program. Football scout, coach, and administrator. He has a saying that, you know, every time I talk to him about this time of year, he always says, you know, the games in November are the ones you remember. And it's true because these are the most important games of the college football season. And so this coming weekend, there are important games. Michigan Penn State is an important game. Oklahoma Baylor is an important game. Ohio State Purdue is an important game. Just so many games on this schedule of the utmost importance and every game moving forward because we're gonna we're starting to get into that stretch of the schedule where each game means that much more for teams that are trying to advance to bowl games, for teams who are trying to advance to their conference championship games, and yes, for teams that are trying to make the college football playoffs. Uh, earlier this evening on the nightcap right here on VSIN, the uh, odds maker, heads book, bookmaker at the South Point, Chris Andrews uh, joined the program to talk about some of these key college football matchups. We've got Oklahoma coming off a bye, taking on Baylor. Uh, they're on the road at Baylor. Uh, Oklahoma uh, really has struggled this year to cover. Uh, they are still undefeated. Uh, the quarterback switch has certainly helped. Um, you know, this is, uh, to me, a very 
interesting spot for Oklahoma. Now they're kind of in the meat of their schedule. Uh, they're laying five and a half uh, there at South Point, Chris. Uh, are folks taking the dog here? I'll tell you, I see pretty even action on this game. And when you see even action on a game just under uh, a key number like six, now six isn't three and it's not seven, but still a pretty key number. When you see even action without the wise guys coming in and laying that, that number, to me that kind of indicates that they may be looking for the dog. Mm. Now I do see one six as pop. I think it's at the circle. Am I looking at my, no, it's uh, William Hill. They have a six. I have a feeling the, the sharp guys are going to look to take the dog in this game because the, the number has not been pushed up to six. It's been staying very steady at five and a half. And I can see it. Oklahoma, like you said, having a lot of trouble covering numbers. Baylor's come on a little bit this year. They're having a pretty decent year. Should be a pretty tough home team uh, in this spot. And, you know, I, I don't know. I think if this number does get much higher, I think you will see the, the, the wise guys come in on Baylor. And you know, they might get it, too. I think the public will push it up. You know, one game, uh, and I, I, I tweeted it out last week, and it, it got Sean mad at me because he called me a hater. You um, are. But no, I was right, too. Uh, was Michigan State and Purdue. Uh, when, I, when we spoke, it was 11-1 to 1 ticket yeah. count on Michigan State. Now Purdue gets that win, and now they're getting a ton of points. Uh, and Ohio yeah. State last couple weeks hasn't looked that great, right? They beat Penn State, didn't cover, beat Nebraska, didn't cover, and now you're laying 20 and a half. Is the public going to come in and take the team that most recently just pulled that top five upset and think they're going to do it again? Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, they are. Uh, and you always got to be careful with that public dog. But uh, once again, I'm looking at my ticket count, two to one in favor of Purdue. Which I, I got to tell you, I, I thought the public might be on Purdue. I'm shocked that it's this much. Um, and some, I was at 21. They took the 21 off me. Some pretty uh, sharp handicappers. But now I just see a lot of the followers coming in. And every time you get around that key number, I mean, 21, obviously a pretty key number. There's still some 21s out there. But they did bet me uh, taking the 21. <clears throat> I'm at 20 and a half. I see it as low as 20. Uh, but the public definitely on Purdue in this game. And I think if you see this thing flash under 20, I have a feeling the wise guy is going to come in on the favorite in this game. How about this? If Purdue is able to pull this upset, they will have beat in the number two, number three, and number four ranked team in the country this year. <laughs> it's wild. Because yeah. when they played Iowa, Iowa was the two? second ranked yeah, they team. Were two. When they played Michigan State, they were yeah. three. And now Ohio State's right. four. That'd be absolutely. By the way, after they beat Iowa, they got roasted by, by Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Lost by 17. Yeah, I'm on Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, yeah. Definitely, I'm definitely going to be on the Buckeyes uh, in this spot. All right, Chris, uh, uh, let me see. This will be a guess. Uh, the nightcap, uh, uh, our guys Tim Murray and Sean King with Chris Andrews from the South Point uh, Sportsbook. You know, interesting uh, comments that Chris made about Oklahoma and Baylor. And I'm, I'm going to defend Oklahoma here, and I'm going to defend my take on Oklahoma. Something that I just don't understand when people talk about this football team. And it's the reason why I'm on Oklahoma to win big here against Baylor. And I think Oklahoma does win out against Baylor, against Iowa State, and against Oklahoma State, and then against Oklahoma State again in the Big 12 championship game. And I even think that they're in the college football playoff if they beat Baylor and Iowa State, but then lose to Oklahoma State in Stillwater, in Bedlam, but then beat them the next week in the Big 12 championship game and avenge that loss. I think a one-loss Big 12 champ Oklahoma gets in. 
Here's the thing. Everyone's talking, and you even heard Chris Andrews just say it on the nightcap, that Oklahoma has had problems covering spreads this season. And I get it. Okay, week one, they allow Tulane to come all the way back. They hold on for the 40-35 victory. In week three, they hold on to beat Nebraska 23-16 against West Virginia. They have to come from, you know, they come from behind a close game. They win by a field goal, 16-13. Against Kansas State, they had to, you know, hold off a furious Wildcats comeback and hope and hold on to win that game 37-31. And then against Texas, they go down 38 to 20 after the first half. But something happened in that Texas game. Something happened that people have to realize changed the way that we look at Oklahoma. And it happened on the, I guess, the final drive for Oklahoma in the first half, which resulted in a field goal. They made a quarterback switch from Spencer Rattler to Caleb Williams. And starting with that final drive, of the second quarter, which resulted in a field goal. They outscored Texas from that point on 38 to 10. So with Caleb Williams at quarterback, they outscored Texas in a half and I guess one drive or whatever, 38 to 10. They then get, they then go to TCU, or like they are home against TCU, and they win 52-31. Double-digit victory. And yes, they get blanked in the first half against Kansas, a game that they were clearly sleepwalking in. But let's also acknowledge that they scored 35 points in the second half of that game and still won by double digits. And then they take on Texas Tech, a team reeling after firing a coach, and they blow them out 52-21. Under Caleb Williams at quarterback, this team has scored 52, 52, 35 in one half of football, right? And also 35 in also one half of football. So let's combine those two halves of football games. And if we take out the first half against Kansas and treat it as if it was uh, the second half against Texas as the first half of that game, uh, we're talking about 70, we're talking about 174 points. Right? Because we're talking about 70 between the 35 35. And 104. So 174 points. And let's add the three where they scored on the one drive prior to the half. So we're at 177 points over three and a half games. Find me a better offense in college football than that. That over the last, what, two, four, six, 
seven halves of football. 177 points in the last six halves of football. This is a different team under Caleb Williams. So, yes, I know that early in the season, they, they failed to cover spreads. It was bad. But now, with the change in offense, they're blowing teams out. And they will blow out Baylor here on Saturday. We'll talk more about this game and other college football matchups with Pete Futek from College Football News. will join me next right here on The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Follow on Twitter at Scott's On Air and at VSIN Live. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. With college basketball starting this week, now is the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide for only $10. This year's guide is everything you need to bet on the games all season long, including odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis for every team. Our team experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, Matt Humans, and Tim Murray, provide their predictions for win totals, futures, conference champions, tournament teams, and player awards. Sign up today and get your copy for only $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. We'll continue to look ahead to the college football card this Saturday, maybe even Friday night as well, with Pete Futek from College Football News joining me on the program. And Pete, I just got done uh, praising Oklahoma, uh, especially ever since they made the change to Caleb Williams, because through the last three games and the second half against Texas, we're talking six halves of football. They've scored 174 points with Caleb Williams at quarterback. This is clearly a different Oklahoma team. It's a different team than it was over the first half of the season. It's the, the offense has certainly been working like it's supposed to under Lincoln Riley. Uh, and it never really did last year under Spencer Rattler and it didn't work under the first half. The defense, though, has been kind of a disappointment. And the problem with Oklahoma, though, is it's got this weird, bizarre tick that it seems to take about, oh, 15 to 20 minutes a game off, <laughs> where they just sort of stop. Like, nothing really happens. There's no energy. There's just nothing happening. They just kind of just, they, they get into a group. I mean, every team... You know, it's hard to sustain momentum for that long, you know, in any game because these games last for four and a half hours. But it's definitely pronounced when it's Oklahoma because they just seem to like just whether it's the Kansas game first half or, you know, late against Tulane. But they just seem to have these gaps. However, they are playing great, but we'll see, you know, because now there's a reason why they are not ranked higher in the college football playoff rankings because technically they haven't really put up a good win yet. So they've been great, but now they get Baylor and then they get Oklahoma State coming up and then they're probably going to have to play one of those again, probably uh, Ohio, uh, Oklahoma State, certainly Iowa State's in this mix. So like, they're going to have the big games coming up, so now we actually see if they're really just that good. Would you sprinkle a little bit on Caleb Williams to win the Heisman at plus 750? Uh, as a Heisman voter, I am not allowed to reveal my vote ever or anything like this under penalty of death, but... <laughs> who else is there? Like, look, you know, I know everyone's the thing is if Bryce young goes off against Georgia and Alabama beats Georgia and he has a big game when the whole world is watching, yeah. it's over. It's his Heisman. That's it. 
That's the one reason why you go him to win because he'll have the opportunity as long as Bama doesn't blow it. Look, I, I still not a thousand percent sold they're going to get by Auburn. I mean, this is a team that's just been sort of flaky so far this year. But let's say they get there, they'll have that opportunity. Kenneth Walker is also going to be there. I mean, because he's got his chances. Like if he goes off against Ohio State, mm-hmm. if he does against Ohio State, what he did against Michigan, this might be over. Uh, I don't think that's necessarily going to happen, and they have to win. Uh, but he's going to be right there. I'm not buying the CJ Stroud. It's just, it's just he's good. He puts up big numbers, but I think there's a he can be a finalist. Uh, and same with like a Kenny Pickett, who is pretty good tonight. But I just don't think he'll win it. So look, you know, Caleb Williams, but again, now people are going to watch. People are going to watch the Baylor game. People are going to watch the Oklahoma State game. People are going to watch these big games down the stretch. And now he'll get his chance to uh, to really kind of pull through because certainly nobody has had more Heisman caliber moments than he has, and that includes Kenneth Williams. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Uh, let's take a look at some of these games coming up on Saturday. A big one in the Big Ten, Michigan uh, at Penn State. Uh, I think Michigan should be on upset alert here. Uh, I think this is the type of game that we've seen Penn State win before and kind of spoil a season for somebody like Michigan because uh, Michigan still has a chance, right? We know it's right there in front yeah. of them. Win the Big Ten and they're in the college football playoff because I think the winner of the Big Ten is in no matter where they sit as long as it's a, a one-loss team. So can Penn State pull the upset here at home or will Michigan be a focused bunch? I'm racking my brain outside of the one time where they got a blocked kick for a touchdown against Ohio State. When has Penn State been that team? <laughs> um, they've been, I'm just not sold that the offense is all that great. I mean, maybe I'm scarred from the Illinois game. Yeah, uh, they we all are. Right. They, you know, they, they stepped up and were at least decent against Ohio State, but I don't think Ohio State's necessarily this be-all, end-all team. They've basically cranked up all their numbers and big games against bad teams. Uh, I think Michigan's is good. I think they've just been undervalued and underranked all year long. They weren't ranked uh, to start the season, which was just ridiculous. Um, and now look, the college football playoff committee, you know, I don't think they should have pushed them ahead of Michigan state, but all right. They think something of them. This defense is pretty good and, and lost in the loss to Michigan state is the offense pretty much dominated. Yeah. I think they gained like 150 more yards. Uh, I, I'm never a fan of saying that officials calls matter that much, except when they do. Uh, and that was a pass interference. There should have been something on the final play on fourth down on that last drive. Uh, so look, it's, it's a good enough team. And I'm just not exactly sold to Penn State's be all end all. Their defense has been okay. It hasn't been great. Their offense is okay. There's not enough of a running game. There's just enough missing there where I, I kind of, think that this might it's almost too easy that that's mm-hmm. why i don't really like it <laughs> well, because maybe, it just seems kind of too obvious yeah oh well maybe if it was a primetime game in happy valley it maybe it'll be a little different than a uh, noon, and noon it, yeah so if everybody was wearing white because yeah. the white t-shirts have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh how do we feel about ohio state purdue can purdue pull another upset here uh, it got yeah that's one of those weird teams it kind of gets lost that yeah everyone oh wow purdue yeah well one they beat iowa who can't score. So when I, we, we all kind of knew that Iowa, I'm not going to fraud the wrong way to put it. It's more like they were very, very much overrated because when that defense wasn't taking the ball away in bunches, their offense couldn't do anything. And sure enough, what happened when the offense stopped taking the ball away? Well, that happened. Uh, we actually saw 
Michigan do to Michigan State what Purdue just did to Michigan yep. State in a lot of ways, except stop Kenneth Walker. Purdue just happened to win. Uh, but what gets lost is Purdue got dominated by Wisconsin. They lost to Minnesota. I mean, they, they've been okay, but they it's a little bit of an outlier. And, oh, look at this team. They beat these top three teams. But again, Iowa was a soft number two. Michigan State number three has been was fine. I don't think they do it again. Uh, Ohio State's shaky. I think it's going to be typical Ohio State where over the first half. It's going to be close, but then boom, 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 three big plays, and Ohio State pulls this out in the second half. Pete, uh, in the SEC, Texas A&M actually has a chance to get to the SEC title game if Auburn helps them out in the Iron Bowl here. But first, they need to take care of business. Do they go into Oxford and come away with a win over Ole Miss? I think so. I, I think they just control the game well enough. They're playing so well since that Alabama win. Uh, all of a sudden, the running game has been fantastic. They have been able to uh, – Isaiah Spiller has been great. They've been able to pound out uh, just big game after big game. Uh, Ole Miss has got the offense. They're really banged up, though. I, I just don't see them uh, being able to do what they do. I mean, the problem here is Texas a and probably going to have the ball for like 40 minutes. And you're right. I mean, this is the this is the one inter- the most interesting quirky part of this. Let's say uh, Alabama does lose once more along the way in SEC play. Like I said, like Auburn. Then if Texas A&M wins out, there's never been a two loss team in the college football playoff. But if you're saying okay, if A&M's on a run and they beat Alabama and they beat Georgia, if that happens, which I don't think is going to happen. I think they are in, but at least there's a path, but a lot of things have to happen, obviously. For yeah, them. of course. Uh, well, Wake Forest had their undefeated bubble burst last week. How do they respond here against NC State? I like NC State. Uh, it's it's a weird game because still, NC State, uh, Wake Forest still controls a lot because last week's loss to North Carolina wasn't technically an eight. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so they're still on the top of this heap. Uh, NC State has been very, very underappreciated because, one, nobody really is watching or caring about the ACC. When they do, it's mostly about Kenny Pickett or it's about Wake Forest or it's about Clemson being mediocre uh, or everything other than NC State, which has just sort of rolled right along. And they've got the offense. Uh, Devin Leary is playing as well as any quarterback, and that's including Pickett, including Sam Howell in the ACC right now. The defense is just good enough. Uh, Wake Forest is awfully good. That offense is for real. It's a whole lot of fun. Uh, but as you saw against North Carolina, they just don't have the guys on defense. A uh, little bit of a shootout. Uh, I like NC State. Yeah. Would you lean towards the over 66 and a half then? Yeah. Cause, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that you never go over on a – a total of 70 or more just because like look at tonight yeah you know too many things can happen uh it, it's really harder than people think even between two teams that play big time shootouts to get to 75 or more but that's 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 around in range because wake forest games always seem to be kind of wild and crazy yeah pete appreciate the time love talking college football with you look forward to doing it again absolutely anytime you have a great rest of the night there he is pete futak college football news is the website. Great information there on the college football games. Uh, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Follow me on Twitter at Scott's on there. We'll wrap up with some uh, picks, more picks for this Saturday coming up next year on The Look Ahead here on VSIN.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN midseason football special is here. For only $99, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of the NFL playoffs. 
daily best bet emails, 24-7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in-depth data and analysis on vcin.com and the College Hoops betting guide. This is a great deal at only $99 for the rest of the football season. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. Scott Zadenberg here with you. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. My thanks to Pete Futak from College Football News for joining the program as we talked a little bit about some of the college football games coming up this Saturday. Uh, and uh, go ahead and give you one of my other picks that I really like. And I think this line has moved. Let me see if I can get the latest on this one to see if it is. No, it stayed the same, but it's probably going to move because it's at plus 215, plus 115, excuse me. And it's Boston College getting two points against Georgia Tech. Last week, Phil Dracovic returned at quarterback for Boston College. He had broken his hand earlier in the year. He missed several games. And uh, Boston College kind of, you know, slipped and lost some games. Uh, He didn't do much. He didn't have to do much. His presence really was what gave the team a boost. They won at home, upsetting Vatek 17-3. And so now he has a full week of preparation and an extra day off because they played on Friday. So an extra day to get ready. And now they will take on Georgia Tech, a defense that is pretty bad. Georgia Tech is 111th in the nation in defense, allowing 441 yards per game. Boston College also needs one more win to become bowl eligible for the first time under head coach Jeff Halfley. And I think that they will have a real uh, a real good shot at winning this football game. And I think that they will, in fact, become bowl eligible, go to a bowl game. First time under Jeff Halfley that they'll go to a bowl game. And I think that getting two points is just a bonus. I think they win this game. Georgia Tech doesn't do anything offensively. And and it's not like Boston College does great things offensively either. But under Dracovic, maybe the offense opens up a little bit. I feel like the best player offensively on the field is going to be uh, Zay Flowers, the wide receiver for Boston College. And so maybe he makes a player two down the stretch. And Georgia Tech, like look at these games that Georgia Tech has played. They lose a close game to Miami, 33-30. They lose to Vatek, 26-17. They lose to Virginia, 48-40. They beat Duke, but everyone beats Duke. But even that game, they only won 31-27. Pitt lit them up for 52 points. Now, they beat North Carolina, which was, I don't know how that happened. Uh, 45-22. We saw what North Carolina, you know, they're just not a good football team this year. But this is a team that on average is allowing almost 30 points per game. They allow, like I said, 441 yards per game. And I almost think that you have to throw Boston College's numbers out the window for the past several games because they've been without their leader. 
They've been without Jakovic. And so now they ended their four-game losing streak with the win over Vatek, and they can become bowl eligible with the win. And I think that's so important. Now, yeah, they can wait until next week when they play against Florida State, but why? Win this game now. Become bowl eligible. Jakovic said that his wrist is definitely, quote, definitely not the way I want it to be, but we're working on it. You know, his team is, his season was supposed to be over, and he came back. Quote, I was giving it a little bit of time, trying to be patient with it, because the doctors did say there was a chance I could come back for a couple of games. But the way it sounded, yeah, I thought I was done. But he's not done. He came back. And now, you know, Georgia Tech, they're, they're not making a bowl game. They're 3-6. and six. What did they have left to play for? Here's what they have left to play for. They have at Notre Dame next week, and they have their final game of the season at home against Georgia, which is like their Super Bowl, right? You play your in-state rival, you're trying to spoil a perfect season, that would make your entire season is to play that game. Uh, and, and you know, at, at Notre Dame, try and put up a good fight against them. Boston College is a team that they're not going to, it's easy to overlook BC when you're thinking about Notre Dame and Georgia. But this is going to be a spot where Boston College comes in hyper-focused, like I said, trying to make sure that they become bowl eligible because they play Florida State next week. It's going to be a close game, tough game. Florida State, you know, for as bad as they've been this season, they can still score, right? So you never, you don't, you don't just assume that you're going to beat Florida State. Could be a tough game. And then the final game of the season, you're playing Wake Forest. And we know that you're going to be an underdog against Wake Forest. So this, these next two games, against Georgia Tech and against Florida State, are your best chance to get to a sixth win. Do it now. Don't put anything off till next week, because what if you lose that game to Florida State? Well, then you're going to finish the year with five wins, and you're not going to a bowl game. So win this game now and make sure that you're playing in a bowl game. That is what is on the table for Boston College. And I think Jeff Halfley will have his team focused, motivated, and ready to go. And catching two points, I like it because I think they win the game outright. So I'll gladly take the two points with Boston College in that spot. So for me, I've already hit the first play of the week, thankfully, luckily, with Pittsburgh catching the, uh, getting the six and a half, uh, giving the six and a half points they covered. They win by seven in overtime. And the other three picks that I have uh, with the full write-ups you can see on vcin.com, it's going to be Boston College plus the points. It's going to be Oklahoma laying the five and a half. And then I'm going with Houston. I'm going with Houston in the first half. Probably going to add Houston for the game, but it's Houston plays against Temple. And Temple is so bad. Like, so bad. Right now, you know, they are one of the worst scoring teams in college football. 
one of the worst scoring teams in college football, especially in the first half. They just don't score, right? Like right now, let's see. Let's get to the bottom of the barrel here in terms of scoring because they did have a couple of games early on in the season where they did put up points, but they are averaging 18.2 points per game. That is 121st in the country. There are 130 FBS teams. They are 121st out of 130 in total scoring. They are actually 129th out of 130 in first half scoring. So you have the 121st ranked scoring offense going up against the 10th ranked scoring offense in Houston, who averages 39.1 points per game. Houston uh, uh, Temple has only scored 26 points total over their last four games. And defensively, Houston, last week was you know kind of an anomaly because um, they allowed a lot. They allowed the two, obviously, um, special teams touchdowns, but they also allowed Timmy McLean and South Florida to score on them. But right now, they are the seventh-ranked defense in college football. They only allow 4.8 yards per play, 298 yards per game. That is the seventh best overall defense, total defense, in college football. I don't see how Temple scores double digits in this game. Houston's going to score 30-something to 40-something, maybe even 50-something. And Temple won't even get to double digits. So I think Houston goes into the locker room up three to four scores. And I think they win this game easily by more than 24. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You follow on Twitter at Scott's On Air. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.